Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast with Dr. David O. Ogaga. I'm going to continue from where we stopped, but the first time I dealt, I dealt with the, the heart of a shepherd. And this time, I think I will use the word good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd we can also be. So, but now I want to deal with also the heart of a false shepherd. There are always two sides to a coin. Because if you understand what I'm about to say, then you will deliberately have to avoid certain things. And even with prayers, so that God can help us make a shift. Because the point is, we just really need to please him. It is him we want to please, not man. I was just sharing with, with some of these, uh, some of us right there, discussing one or two things. You see, Jesus is not so much concerned about your activities. Sorry to say. We love doing so many things, even when he himself did not approve it. You know? I think in John 6, here was a question. They said, Master, what can we do to do the works of God? So many works. And he said, this is the work of God. One, that you might believe in the only one that the Lord has sent, that God has sent. One, one work. What is the work? Believe. Believe in him. Because if you believe in him, you will do the right thing. He will be the one to instruct you to do what you're supposed to do. Then you get approval. Amen? Very important. So, I want to be dealing with this. Now, we know the story. I want to start with the story that we find in John chapter 9. We're going to read from verse, verse 39 down. And then we're going to move down to chapter 10 of the book of John. But let me also say this. You know that the Bible was breaking into chapter and verses for easy readability. Otherwise, it's one scroll. So, chapter 9, chapter 10, they are all one straight reading. Get that first. Okay? It's the same story. Okay, now, in chapter 9, there was a man that was born blind from birth. You know the story. And then um, they asked Jesus, this man who was born blind, the father or the parents or this guy? And Jesus said, none. Not even this man, not even his parents. But that the work of God may be glorified of fulfilling man that was born blind. And I know, you know, that what they were actually looking for was generational causes. Is that okay? And Jesus said, none. Like Jesus answered. Anyway, he told the man to go wash and then he got to see. And then they start pushing him all over the place. Who made you see? How did you come to see? And, Jesus, and the man said, well, somebody rubbed mold, asked me to wash, I wash, and I have to see. I got to see, and then they went to the parents. And they, Is that your son that was born blind? And the parents said, uh, well, he was born blind. Fine, but he can see. So do you believe or whatever? And the parents said, you ask him. He's of age. He can answer for himself. 
reason is they don't want to be excommunicated from the synagogue. They deny the miracle because of religion. But that's not the point I'm looking at. Let's get to verse 39. That's the background to the story. And then, Jesus spoke to the man and said, you go, you will sin. And then the Pharisees came to him, some of the religious people, and said, are we also born blind? Because he made a statement and said, for those who are born blind, that they might see that I've come into the world. Now those who see might be made blind. And so the Pharisees came and said, are we also blind? Because to them, they see. Is that okay? Okay, let's look at verse 39. And Jesus said, for judgment I came into this world, that they could see my we see not my see, and that they we see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. Hallelujah. Okay, let's take this from the message. 39. Jesus said to them, Then said, I came into the world to bring everything into the clear light of day, making all the distinctions clear, so that those who have never seen will see, and those who have made the great pretense of sin will be exposed as blind. Pretense of sin. Don't forget, these are leaders. Some Pharisees overheard him and said, does that mean you are calling us blind? Jesus said, if you were really blind, you would have been blameless. But since you claim to see everything so well, you are accountable for every fault and failure. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? All right, so we know <laughs> that Jesus is dealing with a group of religious leaders, the Pharisees, and all of that. So now let's jump down to chapter 10 from verse number 1, if you will. And we're still going to go straight with the message. Hallelujah. Now, remember the discussion is between them and the Pharisees. Is anybody following that? Very good. Let me say this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep pen, instead of going through the gate, you know it's up to no good. A sheep rustler. Hmm? Okay, flip to, flip to King James so that we can get that because that rustler is going to confuse people a little bit. We'll come back there. King James says, Very, very, I see unto you here that enter not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbing up the other way, the same is what? A thief. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that. I want you to get that right. He that, in other words, now you can go back to the message, he that attempts to minister, because to feed is to minister. Remember what we were dealing with before. Feed my sheep, feed my flock, feed the church. He that ministers or feed the sheep, because for you to go there, you want to feed them. He that goes to feed the sheep, not going through the gate, is a thief and a robber. Let me put this plain before you. Who do you think Jesus is talking to now? 
to the Pharisees who said they were seen. Come on. Are you getting that? It's the same discussion. So remove the chapters now. You connect it. The discussion is still flowing. So now, back to the message. Verse 2. The shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him. And the sheep recognizes his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he gets them out, get them all out, he leads them and they follow because they are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Hallelujah. Jesus told this simple story. But they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. Did you get that? He gave them the simple illustration. He said they didn't understand. Okay, now I'm coming down to X. I am the gate of the sheep. Already you're getting the picture. Remember, the man that did not enter the sheep pen through the gate is a thief and a robber. Which is the gate? Jesus. What is the same? If your ministering to the people is not through Christ, you are a thief and a robber. So, before, we, we're going down there, but when you see John 10.10, 10, you've been using that to cast out devils. <laughs> you need to understand today. Jesus wasn't talking about Satan. He was talking to Pharisees. He was talking to leaders. What is John 10? 10? The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And we use that to cast out devils. No, 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 no. He was talking to leaders who want to minister to the people without passing through Christ. They are the thieves and the robbers. Is there. Look at what it says. All those who are up to no good, sheep stealers, every one of them, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I wish you can have some sheep like this. I am the gate. Verse 9. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for. We freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only here to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life. More and better life than ever dreamed. Everyone that came before me is a thief and a robber. The law was a thief and a robber. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, what is it telling you? You can't do ministry without going through Christ. Jesus calls such ministry the ministry of being thieves and robbers. They are the real Satan. Because he's light. If you don't go through him, you have nothing to offer the people. If you don't acknowledge him, you have nothing to offer the people. Because the sheep are his. They are not yours. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd pulls the sheep before him. 
before himself. Sacrifice himself is necessary. And I want you to know that. What level of sacrifices are you making on behalf of your flock? The qualification of being a good shepherd is that I can lay down my life for the sheep. David did the same thing. How many of you remember? The deer came and raised The lion came. And Dada promoted him to take Goliath because Goliath was now embarrassing and harassing the sheep of the Lord, which is Israel. Are you there with me? What sacrifices are you making? You see, we, we like preaching it for the members to make so much sacrifice. But what sacrifices are you making? Jesus said, I will calculate my life. For the sheep. Not just for the sheep. Even one, I can lay down my life. Can you imagine the value he placed on one sheep when he said he will leave the 99 and look for just one that have gone astray? Have you ever read how that Jesus on the Sabbath will heal and when the people come trying to antagonize him, quarrel with him, and he will simply tell him, how many of you will see one of your sheep fall into a deep and will leave it? One. On the Sabbath. Hallelujah. Verse 12. A hired man is not a rich shepherd. Oh my God. Are you still there with me? A hired man is not a rich shepherd. You are not hirelings. When all your attention is on what you will get, then you have the consciousness of a hireling. The rich shepherd is sacrificial. When all that you think about is how much you come on a Sunday service, <laughs> you are a hireling. When the foundation for your ministry is because of what you will get from the sheep, if, if, it is, if, if your witnessing is simply because you want a full house because of what you will get, you are a hireling. You don't care for the people. You are after their money. And that's how so many of us prophesy when there is no, no, no need to prophesy. When, when it doesn't call for prophecy, you want to offer one. Because the prophecy will deliver. Will deliver the cash. <laughs> May God help us against the spirit of covetousness. The sheep mean nothing to him. He sees the wolf come and runs for it, leaving the sheep to be ravaged and scattered by the wolf. He's only in for the money. That's why I'm reading this one, because he's plain. <laughs> you Look, remember, it's Jesus that is talking. He's only in for the money. The sheep don't matter to him. Man, you can't have such a spirit. You need prayer. Hallelujah. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and my own sheep knows me. In the same way, the father knows me and I know the father. I put the sheep before myself, sacrificing myself if necessary. Let's be like Jesus. Hallelujah. So now, you see, we, for, for us to be ministers, we just have to emulate him. We have to be like him. 
Because the good shepherd, we are the under shepherd. What sacrifices are you making? Well, think about it. I mean, how do you think about your flock? Remember, we dealt with that before. If they have issues, how do you handle their issues? What's your commitment? It's not only members that have to be committed to ministers. Yes, I agree. Laborize worthy of his wages, fine. I know all of that. I'm a pastor, sure. But listen, what is the level of sacrifices you are putting in for your members? Hallelujah. Remember, the first section I made you to understand that your voice will be identifiable. Am I right? Because, you see, why is so critical is this? Even God, when Jesus said it here, I know them and they know me, the voice of stranger they will not hear. I have always said this and I will always repeat it. Don't raise goats in your ministry. Raise sheep. Because there are only two major animals in the Bible. The goat and the sheep. Goat to the left. Sheep to the right. Matthew 25. I don't know if you understand that. How do you differentiate goat and sheep? It's through the voice. Let me put it this way. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. The voice of stranger, they will not follow. When Adam was in the garden, how did he know God was passing by? The Bible says, we heard the voice of God in the cool of the evening. It was the voice, not the human being. This it was not a sheep. So now, if you are actually a sheep of the Lord, then you should be able to know him through his voice. You don't wait for one human being to be able to know him. Is he talking to you? If you can't hear him, then you are a goat. Because goat doesn't hear him. It's sheep that hears him. You need to hear God. That is why betting Christ in the people is so important. That they will have that relationship with the Father. Because the only thing we lost, people of God, was relationship. It was just relationship. And Jesus came to bring us back so that our relationship will be reestablished. Now we can hear him. And we become a sheep. The voice of the strangers are those wolf who come in to steal, to kill, and to do what? And to destroy. Okay. Talk with me in 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. Okay, chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. Let's deal with chapter 2. God will have to deliver so many of us. Verse 1 saying, 2 Peter 2, 1. But there were false prophets also among the people. Even uh, there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord above them and bring upon themselves sweet destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. All through covetousness shall they with fame works make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. But I, I want to also pick it from the message. Just give interpretation. Let me interpret. Message. But there were also lying prophets among the people. When you say false, it's even a good word. This one is lying prophet. They are prophets too, but lying prophets. 
So even what, when you say there was or there were, it simply means there is now. Lying prophets. Hmm. Among them, among the people then, just as there will be lying religious teachers among you. They will smuggle in destructive divisions, pitting you against each other, biting the hand of the one who gave them a chance to have their lives back. They put themselves on a fast downhill slide to destruction, but not before they recruit a crowd of mixed-up followers who can tear right from wrong. Crazy. There's a problem. Mixed-up crowd of followers who can tear their right from their left. Right from wrong, left from right, they don't know. But they're just followers. Using lying prophecies, lying doctrines. And the crowd is following them. Hallelujah. They give the way of truth a bad name. And how many of you have come to that conclusion? Say you are a pastor today, then you are finished. At the checkpoint, you don't put sticker that you're a pastor. You, you sit down and do frog jump with the policeman on the road. It's terrible. They give this ministration, this calling, a bad name. Ridiculing the name of the Lord in the name of being a pastor. Verse 3. They are only out for themselves. They will say anything, anything that sounds good will exploit you. They won't, of course, get by with it. They will come to a bad end. But God has never just stood by and let that kind of thing go on. Praise the Lord. So friends, just watch. This is God's word, just watch. I'm asking you not to build your ministry on this kind of premise. If God is not speaking, don't bother about it. Don't force him to talk. Do you know why we don't get results sometimes when we prophesy? Go back, read the prophecy of Ezekiel on the dry bones. He said, and I spoke as I was commanded. And bones came together. And he said, what are you saying? I don't know. It's okay. You prophesied that flesh. And as prophesied as I was commanded, flesh came on the bones. It is as you receive a word, that result comes out. The miracle is based on what God says, not on what you are struggling to formulate. I'll be looking at people say, the way I'm seeing you now, just seeing, if I'm seeing three generations, the Lord just took me to your village. What are you going to do in the village? The person is here. He's here. You're always going to the village. Stay in the township where the person is. Hallelujah. Lord just took me, just took me. All the time is always taking you. Don't be your ministry on such platforms. Hallelujah. 
time will not permit us, but I think we have a message on that. The prophet of today is not necessarily a future caster. You need to understand that. Is that okay? They are men that expounds the word of God. They receive the mysteries of God's word. You can go read your Bible, Ephesians 3, verse 5, write it down, and then look at 1 Corinthians 12 and 20, yeah, 2 Corinthians. You check it out. When it talks about first apostle, then second prophets, this Bible says the expanders of the word of God. Signs, miracle workers, and healings. Check it out from the Amplifier in particular. Hallelujah. Okay? All right. So turn with me to the book of Romans 6. I mean 16. Romans 16. Romans 16. Don't be your ministry on this covetous lifestyle. You're doing everything you're doing because of what can come to you. No, 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 no. Be plain, be simple. Say only what God asks you to say. Praise the Lord. 17, Romans 16, 17. Go to Romans 16, 17. Let's read it. I just want them to write down that. I'm not speaking on that. Now I beseech you, brethren. Romans 16, 17. Mark them which cut divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. Mark them. Mark them. Mark them. How many times did I say you should mark? You mark them. <laughs> contrary to the doctrine that you have learned. Mark them. They will bring in all manner of things to be able to make a living out of you. For they that are sought serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own stomach. And by good words and fair speech, deceive the hearts of the simple. Okay, go down to message. One final word of counsel. Who is talking here? Apostle Paul. Friends. Keep a sharp eye out for those who take bits and pieces of teaching that you've learned, and then use them to make trouble. Giving these people a wild belt. They have no intention of living for a master Christ. They are only in this for what they can get out of it. And aren't above using pious sweet talk to dupe unsuspecting innocent people. Is there in the world? Hallelujah. So we have a lot of scams on the pulpit. Men who scheme just to make a living. Hallelujah. False shepherd are the people I'm dealing with now. They don't care about the flock. It is only what can come out of them. Hallelujah. It is always Isaac. Give your Isaac. Give your Isaac. Give your Isaac. Have you heard that? There is no meeting that will take place without an Isaac being there, being killed. But good enough, God didn't allow Isaac to die. So they should be talking about the ram too. Get the ram. Get the ram. Should be the answer. Not give your Isaac. So anybody who give Isaac to get a ram. Then I'm wondering those who are giving the Isaac whether the ram is following. Because when Abraham gave Isaac and a ram came, Isaac lived. 
Turn to 2 Corinthians 2. Look at verse 17. For we are not as many which corrupt the world of God, but as sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God speak we Christ. Take this from the message and let's read it from 16. 2 Corinthians 2, 16, 17. This is a terrific responsibility. Is anyone competent to take it on? No. But at least we don't take God's word, water it down, and then take it to the street to sell it cheap. We don't. We stand in God's presence when we speak. God looks on us on the face. We get what we say straight from God and say it as honestly as we can. We get it straight from God. When I was told I was going to minister on this subject, I was just meditating and I was trying to take my shower and the Lord spoke to me. Two scriptures you need. Act 20, 28, John 10. Straight. I came back to my wife and said, Lord, gave me what to share on. Just started developing it. We get it straight from God and we'll give it as it is, sincerely. We're not coloring it. We're not going to manipulate it. No. Hallelujah. We're not going to make it cheap and sell it. Anytime you sell, what happens? You make money. That's what he's saying. So there are people that market the world for money. Hallelujah. That shouldn't be your motive. Shouldn't be. I'm not against everybody moving into ministry. Fine, beautiful. But again, understand in the true sense, there are so many who do not or intended never to be there, but God says you've got to be there. Such people, they are more afraid of corrupting the world as compared to those who volunteer to go because they have to make a living. Hallelujah. Go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Matthew 7, verse 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are revenue wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, of figs, of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth what? Evil fruit. Praise the Lord. Let's check this out in the message. Mighty 7, 15. Beware or be wary of false preachers. Anytime you read King James, you see prophet, prophet, you think he's a man that's saying, Thus say the Lord. No, 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 no. Because watch this. The Bible said the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Is that okay? So we're actually talking about preachers. So don't begin to think, well, thank God I'm not a prophet. I didn't say I'm a prophet. No, 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 no. I'm talking to teachers of the gospel. Those who preach in the word. That's it. 
The worry of false preachers who smile a lot, dripping with practical sincerity. Chances are that they are out to rip you off some way or other. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. Got it right. Did you get it? Don't be carried away by charisma. Look for character. <laughs> get it in this verse. What is it saying? Hallelujah. Who preachers are is the main thing, not what they say. A genuine leader would never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. Uh, <laughs> how do you like that? A genuine minister would never exploit your emotion or what? Your pocketbook. That is your checkbook. So when men, oh my God. These diseased trees with their bad apples are going to be chopped down and burned. They are diseased trees. Don't be one of them. <laughs> Don't exploit people's checkbooks, man. Hallelujah. In the name of preaching. No. Some of the ways you exploit people's checkbook. I remember attending a meeting recently and the guy just looked around and Begin to make some manipulations. Pick up two people. Saying, the Lord just telling me this. I know for sure you know something about those guys that they are business people. It's not a ploy checkbook of the people. Amen. Hallelujah. So, it's there for you. Emotions. People are in trouble. Don't take advantage of that because they are in problems. To make prophecies. And ask them to make sacrifices. It's wrong. Hallelujah. Are you picking it? It's absolutely wrong. That somebody just has a problem. That you take advantage of that. Quoting scriptures that are irrelevant to the situation. And end up sowing so seed. Yeah, dangerous seed so that you can come out of the problem. You are just exploiting the emotions of the people. You are exploiting the weaknesses of the people. You are supposed to care for them at that stage. Not be thinking about their money because they have a problem. Hmm? Hallelujah. Okay. I'm not going to take much time on this one, but let's go straight to the book of Ezekiel 34. We're just going to read through from the message. From verse 1. Sure, that will be okay for us. As we go, take a look. God's message came to me. Son of my prophecy against the shepherd leaders of Israel. Shepherd leaders. Yes, prophesy. Tell those shepherds, God, the master says, doom to you, shepherd of Israel, feeding your own mouths. Aren't shepherds supposed to feed sheep? You drink the milk, you make clothes from the wool, you roast the lamb, but you don't feed the sheep. 
said, is this speaking of today's church? Now, tell me. You take it almost three things. The meek is there. The lamb is there. You roast it in everything. <laughs> but you give it nothing in return. Isn't the shepherd supposed to feed the sheep? That's the question. So ministry that after the people's checkbook, you better be scared of that. Hallelujah. You don't build up the weak ones. You don't heal the sick. You don't doctor the injured. You don't go after the stays, the strays. You don't look for the lost. You bully and badger them. Man, this is exactly what we say. Hallelujah. And now, they are scattered everywhere. I mean, every which way because there was no shepherd. Scattered and easy pickings for wolves and coinuts. You know, coin men now. Verse 6. Scattered, my sheep, exposed and vulnerable across mountains and hills. My sheep scattered all over the world and no one out looking for them. You know, the whole of this passage is like God is just crying out of his heart. But that's exactly what we see today. Verse 7. Therefore, shepherd, listen to the message of God. As sure as I am the living God, decree of God the master, because my sheep have been turned into mere prey, into easy meals for wolves, because you shepherd ignore them and only feed yourselves. Listen to what God has to say. Watch out. I'm coming down on the shepherds and taking my sheep back. Hallelujah. They are fired as shepherd of my sheep. Man, listen, listen, listen. When truth begins to heal the land, false preachers will lose their jobs. Are you following what I'm saying here? Because, you see, it will take time. Error may run so fast, but when truth comes, false teachers will lose their job. That is how God is firing the people. Because in Jeremiah, he said, I'm going to give you password out of my own heart. I will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Are you getting that? So when knowledge and understanding begin to come to the people, the false teachers will lose their job. And the hour is now. Hallelujah. No more shepherds will just feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their greed. They are not going to feed off my sheep any longer. And as we are declaring this morning, this is a proclamation, and it's a decree in the heavens. We stand as an apostolic house, and we make this decree that as many ministries that are feeding on God's people, they will lose their jobs. Instead of feeding the people, you are feeding off the people and giving nothing in return. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, God the Master says, from now on, I myself, I am the shepherd. I'm going looking for them. A shepherd go after the flocks, when they get scattered, I'm going after my sheep. 
I'll rescue them from all the places they have been scattered to in the storms. I'll bring them back from foreign people, gather them from foreign countries, and bring them back to their own country. I will fill them on the mountains of Israel, along the streams, among their own people. I will lead them into lost pastures so that they can roam the mountain pastures of Israel. Graves as legends fill in the rich pastures on the mountain of Israel. And I myself will be the shepherd of my people. I myself will make sure they get plenty of rest. Hallelujah. And I will go after the lost. I will collect those that are stray. I will doctor the injured. I will build up the weak ones and oversee the strong ones. So they are not exploited. Hallelujah. God has a word for the church. God has a word for the church. Stand up somebody. God has a word for the church. Men will no longer be exploited. Your people shall not be exploited. The church will no longer be exploited. Truth is going to prevail. God himself is coming down. Understanding is coming to God's people. They will no longer be exploited. For further information and message order, please call plus 234-803-4810869. Or you can visit our website at www.gkai.net. God bless you.